Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. The website is www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, it is Monday, and so we're looking to start the week with some wisdom and some encouragement. We're looking at Psalm 101, or I'm sorry, let me correct that. Psalm 101 and 102, actually. Psalm 101 and 102, and then we're going to be wrapping up the book of James, reading chapter 5, and uh, I think you're going to be really blessed by some of the things uh, that's going to be in the scriptures today, Um, especially the book of James, which is just, like I said, one of my favorite uh, letters in the New Testament. Anyway, I don't want to ramble this morning. Let's just dig right in and see what the Word of God has to say to us today. Starting with Psalm 101, which is actually only eight verses. And then we'll read Psalm 102, which is a little bit longer, 28 verses. King James Bible, let's begin. I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee. O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart will I not suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. So that's Psalm 101. I want to zero in on the first few verses again. It's a Psalm of David. He says, I will sing of the mercy and judgment. Unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely, he says, in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. Now Psalm 101 verse 3, that's what I want to zero in on. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. This is something that Christians in modern times, in this current generation, need to take more seriously we've become too relaxed with this we allow so many wicked things to become for our eyes whether it be through your smartphone through social media through even more inappropriate sites through the television I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes it, it always starts with the eyes. Those of you who have read my devotional, 
the end of days, a 30-day devotional, watching for the return of Messiah, I talk about the eyes, how it starts by entering into the eye, and that's also how you prevent. Listen, what does Jesus say in Matthew chapter 5? But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already. Proverbs chapter 6 verse 25 says, Lust not after her beauty in thy heart, neither let her take thee with her eyelids. Proverbs 23, 31-35 Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent, it stingeth like an adder. Thy eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. You see, whatever enters into your mind, in, or enters into your eyes, will eventually go to your heart. Thy eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. It starts with the eye. It starts with looking. That's why Jesus says, Whosoever looketh, it's a warning. That, hey, this is going to lead somewhere. You know, one of the commandments is, Thou shalt not covet. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house or thy neighbor's wife or his manservant or his maidservant or his ox or his ass or anything that is thy neighbor's. Don't look over at what your neighbor has and then start to covet that thing. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes, David says. I hate the work of them that turn aside shall not cleave to me. And then God begins to speak in verse 4, a forward heart, which means a perverse heart, shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath a high look and a proud heart, I will suffer not. My eye shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I might cut off the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and read Psalm 102. Uh, no commentary for Psalm 102. I'm just going to read it to you and... Uh, May the word of the Lord speak to your hearts. Here's what it says. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Hide not thy face from me in the day when I am in trouble. Incline thy ear unto me in the day when I call. Answer me speedily. For my days are consumed like smoke and my bones are burned as a hearth. My heart is smitten and withered like grass, so that I forgot to eat my bread. By reason of the voice of my groaning, my bones cleave to my skin. I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I watch 
and I am as a sparrow alone upon the housetop. My enemies reproach me all the day, and they that are mad against me are sworn against me. For I have eaten ashes like bread and mingled my drink with weeping. Because of thine indignation and thy wrath, for thou hast lifted me up and cast me down. My days are like a shadow that declineth. I am withered like grass. But thou, O Lord, shall endure forever, and thy remembrance unto all generations. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. So the heathen shall fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth thy glory. When the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. He will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generations to come, and people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary, from heaven did the Lord behold the earth, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are appointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem, when the people are gathered together and the kingdoms to serve the Lord. He weakened my strength in the way he shortened my days. I said, O oh my God, take me not away in the midst of my days. Thy years are throughout all generations. Of old hast thou laid foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment, as a vesture shall they change them, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. The children of thy servants shall continue, and their seed shall be established before thee. Alright, that's the end of our study in Psalms for this week. Let's move on and wrap up our study in the book of James chapter 5. And chapter 5 is two parts. It's firstly a part, um, the first part is the rich being warned. A warning to the rich. And then it ends with an exhortation in the view of the coming of the Lord. An encouragement in the view that the Lord is coming. Something that I think could be a, a just a great uh, encouragement to us today. So we have a warning to the rich, patience and suffering, the prayer of faith, encouragement to the believers that the Lord is coming, and that there is a redemption, and that things are going to be made right. Let's have a look. James chapter 5. First six verses are the warning to the rich. Here's what he says. Go to now, ye rich men. Weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are cankered. And the rest of them shall be a witness against you. And ye shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Ye have heaped treasure together for the last days. 
Behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth, and the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord a saboth. You have lived in pleasure on the earth, and been wanton. You have nourished your hearts as in the day of the slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. So he's warning. Day's coming. He starts by saying, Weep and howl, for your miseries shall come upon you. We look and we see these people in these powerful positions. They just seem to continue to prosper in their wickedness, don't they? The more wicked they get, the more they seem to continue to prosper. They continue and continue. seems like never-ending. James is saying, Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. You have lived in pleasure on the earth and been wanton. You have nourished your hearts in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and killed the just, and he doth not resist you. Like you've gotten away with this. But not really. Because he says, the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of Sabaoth. The day is coming. And then he speaks patience into the believer. Let's look at verse starting with verse 7. He says, Be patient. Be patient, therefore, brethren. Unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and he hath long patience for it until he received the early and latter rain. What is James saying? He's saying, You need to be patient because the Lord is patient. He's waiting for the full harvest of that fruit. Right? He's waiting. You gotta wait for the latter rains. You gotta wait for the time, the time to harvest. Let's read it again. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he received the early and latter rains. Verse 8 Be you also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not one against another, brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. He's saying, watch yourself now. Watch yourself because it's coming. The Lord's coming draws nigh. He's standing at the door. So don't be wasting your time grudging against one another, lest you be condemned, right? Verse 10. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard of the patience of Job, and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and tender of mercy. But above all things, my brethren, swear not, 
neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with the oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one to another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to passions like we are, and he prayed earnestly, and it might not rain, and he prayed not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. Let me read that again. James is making the point that your prayers matter, and there's power in your prayers, and especially if you are a righteous person, right? The prayers of a righteous man availeth month. And he says, look, Elias was a man subject to passions just like we are, right? Like he, he had the same struggles we all did, yet he prayed for it not to rain, and it didn't rain. He's saying he prayed in faith, and his prayers were answered, even though he had the same struggles that we all do. Verse 18, and he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth, and one convert him, let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save his soul from death, and shall hide a multitude of sins. Not a verse that you'll hear taught very often, but there is several verses that say things like that. Like, if you do this, that covers a multitude of sins. Like an action. Right here, James is saying, if there's a brother that errs, and you correct him and convert him, know that the one who did the converting of the sinner has saved that person and saved their soul from death and it shall hide a multitude of sin. Actions matter. And James is the king of explaining how actions matter and how faith alone without works is dead. I pray you've been blessed this morning. Can we read that patience, uh, those five verses about patience, about the coming of the Lord one more time? I want you just to kind of stew on it, think on it today. He says, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receives the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Grudge not against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. You have heard the patience of Job, and you have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. 
But above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay be nay, lest you fall into condemnation. I pray, friends, that you've been blessed by the podcast this morning. I pray that it's pierced your hearts and caused you to draw closer to to God and to His Son. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.